Well, good evening from Vernon, British Columbia in the beautiful Okanagan Valley in, uh, in BC. And it's, uh, this is September the 28th at about 6.40 p.m. And weather's still pretty good. Hope it's good where you are. And uh, hope it sticks on around for a while. I mean, I'd like to... Everybody would like to have a nice warm fall, I'm sure of that. <clears throat> and uh, so, huh, what's, the, what's the big uh, push today? Uh, well, I think one of them is cost of living. You know, the prices go up, like, really going up. I mean, they've really gone up. <clears throat> Did I mention to you, I think I did, where I went to Walmart and bought a few things. That's before I moved here into this rest home. And uh, <clears throat> one of them was a little half ham, you know. They used to be about six ninety five or something like that. Well, anyway, Walmart had them on at $10. And I, I use a cart there all the time. So I go out and I thought I'd get up to a, a teller. No, couldn't do that. I had to go into the self-serve. <clears throat> so I got into the self-serve, and this uh, woman come up and says, uh, you'll have to get, get a bag. You'll need a bag. Oh, yeah, that's, I said, that's right. Uh, yeah, she, she said, you can buy one here for $1.75. Ah, I said, is that right? Hmm. Well, I said, it just hit me wrong. I said, you know what? I said, I can't buy groceries here. I don't have a bag. So I tell you what, just keep your groceries and your cart, and we'll see you later sometime. Goodbye. And I walked out. I don't usually do things like that. <clears throat> but anyway, I went from there, I went over to Safeway. And I think most people in this country know what Safeway is. I bought just about the same things. Cut up to the teller. She's ringing him through. That half ham was $16. From one store to another, six bucks on a $6 ham. <laughs> That's not 8%, boy. No, 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 no. That's pretty bad. That's bad. And I'm, I'm convinced that that's really hurting uh, some people. Not all, some people just seem to be absolutely oblivious to this inflation. And, you know, they seem to be in an age bracket, I don't know, 24 to 39 or something like that. And they don't seem to, they, I don't hear them uh, complaining that much, you know. I mean, I don't understand how people can pay 2400 bucks to rent a little apartment. I mean, how can they do that, working as a teller or a clerk or a laborer? How are you going to do that? That's damn near impossible, in fact. Psh. A laborer gets, uh, now, right now, uh, usually in construction or anything like that, or maintenance, you get $25 an hour, which works out to be 4000 a month which is damn near 50000 a year, which is, you know, what, 
lot of guys used to think was a hell of a good wage. But, <laughs> you know, the, the cost of things, oh man, the, uh, uh, why, I just don't know what, is it because people have too much money or have a lot of money? I mean, they buy million dollar homes, 800,000, 600,000, 700,000, and finance it, and now they got Payments of $5,000 a month. How do they do that? I don't see like, screaming and hollering about it. I think there's going to be people have to let, let their houses go. They won't be able to pay it with uh, the new interest rates. Because there's new interest rates coming out around, you know, 7 to 8% now. And they bought in at maybe 25 or 3 so that's, you know, more than double their mortgage payment. When that happens, I'll bet there's quite a few that'll have to say, can't do it, sorry, goodbye. And that's sad. That's a real sad thing. I, uh, I know I've gone through that when I was younger. Uh, ended up in a recession in 86, I think it was. I was selling condominiums, built up by the hospital, nice condominiums, two-bedroom condos, in a nice building, 17 units, 62500 Couldn't sell. Interest rates were 21%. <laughs> the mortgage company that I worked uh, had to build a place, went broke, went into bankruptcy. So I just carried on for a while and just basically rented them, you know, tried to sell them, rent them, and none of that didn't work. <laughs> Finally, another group, company in Toronto, which took over the debt of this company in Vancouver, got a hold of me and said, would you, uh, do you want to sell your, uh, interest in Highland Park for one dollar and I thought about it for a minute and I said send the paperwork because I I couldn't keep up I mean even with the rent I couldn't I couldn't keep up hardly with the expenses and I had to settle it up somehow I mean I had second mortgages galore on the orchard I would own and uh, it was a terrible time Guy across the street had built a 26 or 30 unit apartment building, I think it was. He lost that, plus a couple of warehouses. Nobody came crying on his doorstep. There was uh, so much equity went into the oblivion, just gone. Equity, gone. Just gone, never to get back. <clears throat> That's a terrible thing when things go like that. But anyway, that was a lesson, I guess. <laughs> it was a tough one to go through, though. Yeah, I go, I drive by there now, and that building just still looks really great. It's uh, it was a good building too. 
But anyway, that's the history. That's, you know, oh, I can't do anything about that. But the, uh, the way things are going is what bothers me. I mean, I'm at the tail end of this existence that, you know, I'm living in. But, and I, I'm trying to get it so that it's no use for me to get, you know, upset about it and going to save the planet and, no, oh, we're going to do this and that. No, I've decided, no, I can't do that. It doesn't pay for me to do that. I can't control it one iota. And neither will anyone else be able to. That's going to be a big lie. And people are going to suffer. I'll tell you, suffer for no good reason. Or no, they can think it's a good reason, but it won't do any good. The governments and the United Nations, whatever, they'll say, we're going to save the planet if it kills you. And that's what's going to happen. It's going to kill a lot of people, which they don't care about anyway. Uh, I, uh, I came in to this world in 1934, and basically... I was too young to go into the army when that happened. And uh, my dad was too old. And so I didn't have anything to do with that. And I've, I've lived a pretty, you know, uh, a life that, you know, no big wars and things like that. I've had things happen in my family that were, you know, pretty bad, but... The uh, other than that, it's been a pretty, pretty good life for me in a way. I mean, I had some ups and downs, that's for sure. But I rely on one thing, and I decided this, you know, maybe fifteen years ago. Now, let's see. About that, maybe 10 to 15, something like that. When I say 15, then I'm, it means I'm 75. So I think it was around 75, 80, I can't remember exactly. That I could trust what Jesus Christ said in the Bible. And I could trust what God said in the Bible. And I realized I couldn't really trust anyone else. But that wasn't that strong then. It's only in the last three, four, five years that I decided I can't trust people, uh, the human race, that media, the churches, the politicians. And I can't trust what my neighbor says, or my daughter, or my son. Because they've been deceived. <laughs> and the big deceiver is the media. Has become, it has become the absolute enemy of the people. And it's done it basically for money. They're paid to do this. If they don't do that, they don't, they're not on the good side of the 
people who pay, pay their bills. And, you know, uh, the Bible basically is a true book. And now people say, it was inspired, I can tell you it was inspired by God for people to write it. I think it took something like 1,500 years by 45 different authors. And a good example is that Moses wrote the book of Genesis. And that's about the creation of the world and this and that and whatever. I'll guarantee you that Moses was not there then. God inspired him to write this, every single word. That's why the Bible is actually an ex extra, extraterrestrial book. It's not from it's not of this earth. It's given to this planet, given to the earth, given to the people of this planet. And that's why it's been a book of books for thousands of years now. It's, you know, it's a real handbook. The thing that people think, they don't think about this when they say, oh, the Bible, yeah, we've got the Bible, blah, blah, blah. You read it? Nah, I've read it. <laughs> but that's the, th the thing, the main thing about the Bible is it's a book about one family. The family of Adam. Now that's, when you think of it, if that's an extraterrestrial book given to the earth about one family that God created and all the generations after him, it's not about families in you know Africa, India, South America, England. No. It's about a family from I forget where he was at, but uh, Saudi Arabia was it, or was it uh, uh, Israel then? He was. I think he was kind of in, you know, but I, he might have been in uh, Iraq or somewhere, some part of Iraq. Jordan or somewhere. But anyway, he was close by in there. So that's where it all started. And now Israel is that little little sliver of land, just a sliver. You know, there's places in Saskatchewan, I think, is bigger than Israel. But the... Uh, And such a thing that things all started from around there. And, uh, you know, when, when the uh, Israelites were driven out of the north uh, part of Israel, which was the ten tribes of Israel, there were six million of them. They're, you know, they they had big, big families. And they grew, it just grew way faster than we grow now. And, uh, you know, this Jacob had, I don't know how many wives and concubines and whatever else, and 
he had sons by every one of them until he had 12, 12 sons. And uh, <clears throat> the whole story goes on and on and on about the, the story about Abraham and, and the 10, 12 tribes of Israel and goes right into the idea that when this world is finished, this, you know, burnt to a crisp, and, and God says he's going to do a new heaven and a new earth. So this earth is going to be all different. In fact, there are those who claim <laughs> for the city of God to fit on this earth. That's the city that's supposed to be already created in heaven and will descend on this planet. Only it won't be the same planet. It'll be a bigger planet. You know, it's, uh, it's so big. But, huh, that's the good news part. Until then, it's not the good news. And, oh yeah, I know what I was going to say. The, the thing is, even when, even when that planet or city descends on this planet, 1,500 miles square, its names are the foundations are named after, I think it's apostles of Israelites. The gates are named for, I don't know, uh, more Israelites somehow. And uh, 12 steps going up is something, something else, but it's all about Israelites. Now, how important are the Israelites in the kingdom to come? It appears very important. Now, the other kicker is this. Who were they? Who were the Israelites? Where are they today? Are you looking at one? Am I looking at one? They seem to have, uh, when they were dispersed from Israel, they, they, God says they will forget who they are. And they'll have to travel and uh, live and whatever for the next 2,520 years before he will release the blessing that he gave to Abraham on it, which was the blessing, blessing of land and this and that and wealth and riches and blah, 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 blah. When the 2,520 years were up, bango, it happened. They had moved all into uh, Europe and, and basically Western Europe mostly, Scandinavian countries, Ireland, Scotland, England, France, Belgium, Holland, And they started to immigrate. Where? North America. Which happened to be, I think, reserved for them. And what color skin were they? Uh, you're looking at one. They were all white skinned. And I, get, I believe that that's the source of white skinned people is Israelites. 
Now the trouble that's coming up, this Jacob's trouble, tribulation, whatever you want to call it, and it's coming, and people kind of know it, you know. They can see it's going to be, something's going to be bad. That's who it's going to really hit. It's the white race. They're the ones that are going to suffer the very most, according to that. And, can't say that the white race wasn't part of the ones that were given a blessing by Abraham. They got the best land on the planet. Nobody else did. They got the land in Western Europe, the land in North America, the land in Australia, New Zealand, South America, or not South America, South Africa. And all riches come from the land. In the, in the long run, that's where it comes from. Believe me, I've seen that. In Alberta, has got some of the richest land in the world. There's no question about that. On the farm we lived in, huh, when Dad would break up a few acres of new land or whatever, lots of times the black dirt was at least three feet deep. And it's fertile land, not sand and rocks. <clears throat> so I believe that the white race has been blessed. Mind you, they were the only race that tried to evangelize the world for Jesus Christ. And they, missionaries went out from England all over the place, United States all over the place, Canada all over the place, nowhere else. So it was the white race that tried to promote the, the like Jesus Christ sayings and Jesus Christ's book, the Bible, and God's book, of course. But that's coming to an end. But then the thing that everybody forgets is time goes on. God created time <clears throat> for us to have time, morning, night, evening, whatever. That'll be finished. There'll be time no more. That's what it says. This angel will come out and say, time is no more. And that makes it that much closer to where if you're if you're a righteous enough person and chosen and righteous, you know what righteous means. Righteous just means right with God. Now God wants people to be right with him. He does a lot of good, did a lot of things to try to make it that way. He uh, got together with the word before time began and agreed beforehand that the word would become flesh and would have to suffer and die as a penalty for people breaking his law, the people that he was going to create. They would not keep his law there, and his law was supreme. If they broke his law, they would, they would have to die. Now, there was only one other thing, the substitute to die, and that 
But Jesus agreed to that. That's the word he agreed to that before he became, come to earth and became known as Jesus. So, but the, the, I don't think enough people study and look into things to see what is the end game here. You know, I, I mean, when you look into it and, and, and read the promises, you know, you can't beat the book of Revelation for a good book. The last book in the Bible, whether you're a Christian or believer or what, you should read it because that's the whole thing. The whole thing is right there. Jesus covers everything. Right? There's nothing after that. And it's, it's a, a harbinger to what's coming. And it's so great that nobody can really ex, explain it or, or uh, you know, Talk about it too much because they can't they can't envision it. It's so so great, and there's going to be it's going to happen, and people are going to be converted, resurrected into a body that's going to live in that deal. Hmm, that's really worth talking about. You know, I I mean. There'll come a day when they'll say, you can't talk about that on YouTube or something or whatever, you know. No, no, that's banned. That's hate language or something. They're going to, it's going to get to that. I'll be banned off for even talking like this. Even though I'm not, you know, I'm not a religious person, really. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. But I don't know if that's called religious. The, uh. I think that's the only thing you can do, really. If you, uh, I, I was baptized when I was 80, 84. It was, took a while, but I got it done, or I didn't get it done. I asked for it to get done, and God supplied the guy to do it. I did it. I'm very glad I did, because that is one thing about a, 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 a baptism actual baptism, no matter what age you are, it, it is a, a remission of all your sins, all your life, every one of them. You start because the idea is that you die and you are raised again with Jesus. You have no past. It's gone. That's the forgiveness part that people really need. <laughs> and I mean, it's not hard to do you've got to decide that you believe what Jesus says what God says and, and uh, acknowledge that and then there's no problem getting baptized just got find somebody who's been baptized who can baptize you and you know, pull the water it has to be immersion that's the, the immersion is God's uh, signal, whatever, of you, you dying to your sins and being raised up again. He's made it that way. So it could be done. So there's things to do, things not to do. 
I'm uh, counting, starting to count the days to December 5th where I'm supposed to go on a cruise to Puerto Vallarta and Sea of Cortez and whatever, 11 days. Trying to look forward to that. Got a balcony unit. And uh, the only thing is I've got to figure out how to get through the airport. That's that's my big problem. I got I got to get a wheelchair, get them to get me a wheelchair and go through. I've done this in some big airports in the states. Had some woman wheel me right through security, right through from one end to the other, right to the plane's door. I thought, man, that, that, is, <laughs> that is good. And she did. And I gave her a tip. <laughs> yes. You know, the thing is, it really is important to have something to live for. Something that it's worth getting up in the morning for. Doesn't have to be big things. No. Tomorrow I gotta do this, I gotta yeah, tomorrow I gotta go do that. Oh yeah, that's right, I gotta do that tomorrow. That's the kind of thing that gets you up in the morning. And I know that when I eventually give up on going to work after I know a lot. I think I'll most likely have to kind of quit before I'm 90. I'm 90 in April. But then, you know, I don't have hobbies. I don't have any hobbies. This, this is the hobby I've had for like 30 years. Internet, computers, blah, blah, blah. I suppose I'll carry on for a while. Well, that's 29 minutes and 54 seconds. That's long enough. I want to wish you a good evening, a good tomorrow, and I hope I'm going to ask for God to bless you because God's blessing really means a lot. I can't do it, but God can do it. And I can ask him to do that. So God bless you and keep you, and I'll talk to you later.